is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, doctors, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists, where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door, where truth drops like an atom bomb and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week, we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey, welcome back to those of you who are out there in the posse. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this program. Hopefully you've subscribed by now, but if you haven't, then uh, check it out. We hope you subscribe to this. Hit us up on Twitter. We're at Healthcare Wrap, and we are also on the web at healthcarewrap.com for archived episodes in the past. Thanks for tuning in again. You know, one of the fun things about this program is that we are here to challenge the status quo in healthcare marketing and technology. And to do that, we can't just talk about things from the health system or hospital side. We have to talk about the tech world underneath it, the the tech world that really drives the point of care and makes it run, that being healthcare data and IT systems, the EHR ecosystem, and hundreds and thousands of other tech applications involved in making healthcare work. And so you may have noticed some of the guests we've had on the show recently have come from the health IT world more. We've recently had Nick Atkins. We've had Ligia Ricciardi. We have more Hims rock stars coming up like Brian Mack. And we have one of those rock stars here today who is Sarah Benite. Sarah is marketing strategist for Stericycle Solutions. And I wanted to welcome her to the program. Sarah, how are you today? Great, Jared. Thanks for having me on today. You bet you and I were just recently uh, talking about what that meant to be a strategist at Stericycle. So let, let's start there. You know, what's, uh, where are you now? You know, how did you get there? And anything else you'd like to share about uh, what you're currently doing? Sure. So Stericycle is a very large organization. It's a publicly traded $4 billion industry organization. And it is broken into four business units, really. So most people know Stericycle as the med waste, regulated med waste disposal company. But we also have a smaller business unit called communication solutions. So I'm a marketing strategist in the communication solutions business. And we provide end-to-end communication solutions to get people into the organization, help them complete transactions, and to help drive loyalty through the consumer experience. In the healthcare side, it's really more the patient communications, calling in and finding a doctor, scheduling an appointment, whether that's online or through through a call center voice interaction, all the way through text message reminders, preventative care, following up with surveys and really engaging the patient through the patient journey so we can create that patient loyalty. And so my job within the organization is as marketing strategists, I kind of joke with the, the team members that they call me a strategist so they could get me to do really anything because it's a pretty broad title. We handle everything from the product marketing side. So working with the product development team on product releases, product positioning, anything that's a messaging or positioning with a product or really with the whole business. 
So that really flows into content, content creation, all the way through what we're going to do at a trade show. What's our strategy when we I've been in the healthcare industry for about 10 years now. And I started out as a sales support representative for a small integration company. And one of the first things that got me into breaking down healthcare and understanding it was Meaningful Use was launched when I, recently after I started with this organization. And they didn't know what to do with it or how it affected the product. So they asked me to go in and read the legislation, all 780 pages of it, and say, what does this mean to our organization? What do we need to do? Do we need to certify? Do we need to build anything new? And so I started kind of evolving into more of a product management position. And once you've been on the backside through sales and through product, the next evolution obviously is to go into marketing because then you understand the sales cycle, the product development cycle, what sales needs to be productive and to be successful. And so marketing was really the next evolution, kind of went into a product marketing role. And then through my relationships through the health IT marketing industry and a health IT marketing conference, I landed at Stericycle Communication Solutions about two and a half years ago in the strategist role. And uh, we've had a lot of fun and had a lot of evolutions in messaging and positioning and how to talk about our products. So now I really touch everything from product marketing, competitive intelligence, all the way down through content strategy, really anything through that whole cycle. Well, I have a feeling that that background through each of those different phases has helped where you are now being able to see that bigger picture. And that's where we want to dive in because that, that experience has helped you really as, as a stereocycle, as your team, your, your business unit has gone through some interesting updates, shall we say, to, uh, to your brand lately. And that means you can't just do things in a boring way. And that's what we're going to challenge in our rap battle today. So let's move right into our rap battle. Rap Battle Rap Battle is where we challenge assumptions about how things have been done in the past regarding healthcare marketing and technology and really anything related to that, which is just about anything to do with the business of healthcare these days. And some of the pieces you just mentioned, Sarah, about sales and product management that have to do with marketing that are related, sometimes they just have a dotted line to it. They all converge at one point or another and they all have to do with the brand, but there's a lot to it. There are a lot of nuances of of how we do that and how we take our brands and keep them from being boring. And that's really the assumption that we're challenging today is that B2B marketing, whether it's in healthcare or anywhere else, has to be boring because quite frankly, there's no room for that anymore. Just because we're dealing with highly technical things doesn't mean our marketing has to be boring, that it doesn't make sense to a human being. And so I wanted to just kind of start off there as our you know kind of launching point for a rap battle. How do you approach marketing in this B2B world and how do you keep it from being boring? How do you make things stand out? Yeah, that's a great question, Jared. It's funny, last year I was asked to be a speaker for career day at my daughter's middle school. And it was more over general marketing. They didn't want to know exactly what I did. I was the only marketing person that was giving a speech. But they have these middle schoolers come in, they get to select three and they talk about what type of career options are available if I were to go down that route for my career. And so I did talk about the difference between B2B versus B2C marketing with these kids. And when we're talking B2C, you know, I asked them, if you're watching TV at five o'clock in the, in the evening and a big juicy hamburger comes on TV, how does it make you feel? 
And they're like, hungry. And I was like, great. And and I said, how many of your parents cry at that Volvo commercial when, when the parents hand their keys to the five-year-old daughter and she's driving away? And they kind of looked at me blank stared, but they're like, yeah, my mom cries at that all the time. And I said, yeah, B2C marketing really plays on the emotion. And then I started talking about B2B and what I do. And one of them said, gosh, that really sounds boring. <laughs> I said, you know, I said, really, it doesn't have to be boring. And it kind of made me think a little bit about how to make it so it doesn't feel boring, how to make it so we still are playing on the emotions. Because if you think about at the end of the day, even if you're working in a B2B environment, you're still dealing with a human. You're still dealing with a human that has buying cues that go beyond just reason. In B2B, we really play on the reason and the analytical side, decision-making process. But at the end of the day, we all are human with human emotions. And this is really interesting. When I came to Stericycle Communication Solutions, like I mentioned earlier, we're a big corporation. Everything is very corporate. And our marketing at the time was very, very black and white, very professional, very buttoned up. And we were also having a little bit of a brand identity crisis because communication solutions is really an amalgamation of multiple brands that were acquired along the journey through communication solutions. So we had a house of brands really when I first started there. And I had to challenge the thinking and say, we need to break this down. And instead of talking about online scheduling, we need to talk about how is it easy to do business with your organization? How do we make it easy for a patient to interact with you where they won't want to choose a retail company over your organization because you've made it so easy. So I had to challenge the thinking of this house of brands going back and forth with these really buttoned up. And honestly, a lot of these brands that we brought in were kind of in the startup mode. And if you think about a startup company, a lot of times they have a little bit more fun. They're a little more relaxed about it. And I heard a quote, couple weeks ago in a blog I was reading and it said brands tend to jump straight from cargo shorts and graphic tees to suits and ties and they lose their sense of fun and playful marketing. So recently, Stericycle Communication Solutions with this brand identity crisis, the house of brands, we were also having a hard time in the industry differentiating from medical waste. We had a green logo. Stericycle is still our name. So you know, if you think Stericycle, it's recycling, waste, environment, and the green background. Really, people would walk by us and say, we already used you for our, our medical waste pickup. We don't need to use you anymore. We're running after them at the trade shows going, no, wait, no, wait, we do more. And so this recent brand launch at Hims, we changed that. We challenged the status quo a little bit. We went with a more of a purple and a blue coloring, and we decided to have a lot more fun this year. I'm a healthcare marketing leader. You see, I've got so many systems going on, you think I won the lottery. But our materials come from so many sources. When we try to innovate, it only forces me to shake my head. Instead, it's what I dread. It's like I said, I'm always fixing legal and brand and AP, y'all. Come on, can I consolidate? Is there a partner for me? Express Docs takes a load off your shoulders by creating a hub for all your marketing materials that's easy for your clinic managers, service line admins, and others to use. Just imagine a single workflow 
where all your direct mail postcards, rat cards, posters, business cards, flyers, brochures, patient handbooks, promotional products, and apparel are all in one spot. Well, that's Express Docs. Order today and have it tomorrow for most items. Visit bit.ly slash healthcare wrap three. That's bit.ly slash healthcare wrap and the number three today. Download a case study or request a demo to learn more and receive a free healthcare wrap stainless steel tumbler. That's right. Go to bit.ly slash healthcare wrap three for more about Express Docs. Tell your whole crew. Do I remember right? Were there some llamas involved or t-shirts <laughs> like that at your booth? Yeah. So with the brand launch, we're really talking about adding more heart into your communications. And one of the differentiating factors of our business versus another call center business or another online scheduling business is the human aspect and the empathetic training, the empathetic feeling that we evoke, especially from our agent side of the business. And so when I went to create this new brand and launch it at Hims, it's kind of funny. I had a conversation with my boss and he's an amazing professional and I everything I've presented to him, he's pretty much been right along and stuck with me agreeing. He comes from the product management background also. So we think very similarly. And I said, okay, so we want to add heart to this communications. We want to launch this at Hims. We want to talk about the patient experience and patients matter. And I said, and hang with me for a minute because this might shake you a little bit, but I want to use llamas. <laughs> he was like, llamas? What does a llama have to do with communications? And I said, I'm glad you asked that because the Spanish verb llamar means to call. And one day I was walking through a shop and I saw this shirt that said Comote and it had a picture of a llama on it. I thought, well, that's kind of adorable. I'd love to give away shirts like that. How can I tie llama or llama to communications? And so since we run call centers, the llama and the call to call really tied in perfectly. And I said, also at Hims, it's so busy it's so noisy. We have to do something really different and a little bit out there in order to gain traction, to get people to notice we're doing something different. We've got this new brand and to get people to lean in a little bit. So we actually had llama t-shirts that said live, laugh, llama. We had a stuffed llama and we had people come by the booth and take a selfie with our new mascot, the llama. Her name's Violet with a double L. And they would post their pictures on social media and they would tag us. And so they helped build our social media reach really by adding their own social media, tagging Stericycle Communications. And it was also this fun, like people were llama. We, there aren't any llamas at him. So we, we had people coming by asking if they could get llamas from us. People would start conversations saying, what does a llama have to do with communications? And the salespeople would be like, you know, I'm glad you asked. So we had more traffic that initiated from noticing the llama out there, but then they also really had a need. We had some great sales conversations or some great initial conversations with people that originally didn't know what we did. And by tying it to the llama and being able to walk them through everything that we do, it kind of created a fun differentiation from our large corporate entity. People recognized that we were different. And the fun aspect of it kind of made us feel a little bit more human and a little less this huge corporate entity that we're going to come at you with a sales pitch. You know, we're like, come into our booth, take a picture with the llama. The llama t-shirt was gone within the first day of hymns. We didn't have any more for the, for the next two days. So I kind of wish we would have printed more. But in hindsight, the team that was, you know, a couple of them weren't really sure that the llama thing was a great thing to do because it was so different 
than what we had done typically. It was a little, people kind of went, what? You're going to do a llama? But in hindsight, when we came back to do our hymns debrief, and in several conversations I've had since then, it's really sparked kind of a new culture identity with the whole organization, with the communication solutions. So all the agents were following us on Twitter and they saw the llama and they said, you know, we've been asking for a mascot, kind of an internal, something that we could really have to identify our brand as different from our big corporate entity. And this was the perfect thing for them. They love it. It's kind of driven a new culture change of fun and friendly I just love how it adds to our new brand promise, which is adding heart to your communications. Well, that's the key, isn't it? Because, you know, on one hand, you're saying it is possible to be different, human, friendly, approachable, you know, like you were saying, but then to be able to tie it to that brand promise, that's the key. It feels like uh, otherwise it's just uh, something that's something that might resonate and, and feel like it's a little short term. But there's your key right there. There's the tie to to doing marketing's job right there and, and to results ultimately is to be able to tie that to the brand promise. So I loved that as an example. And I, yeah, I remember flipping through Twitter and LinkedIn and, and I, I remember stopping on, on a picture you must've posted there about the t-shirts and I, and I had wondered the story. So that, that answers part of it. I wonder, I think that's a good lesson just for, for younger professionals who maybe in a similar way, you know, maybe they came from the, the cargo shorts world too, that, you know, now they're <laughs> sitting here in a, you know, larger corporation or, or they've just had, some career move from one entity to another, and each one has its own feel, its own culture, and their own approach to their marketing messaging and their branding. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, what advice you'd have for younger professionals? We've been asking more of our guests this question lately, but anything that comes to mind that, that might help younger professionals navigate this, this crazy world of healthcare? Sure. Yeah, I have a couple ideas on advice here, but one of them is really challenge the status quo. If you're not raising eyebrows or attracting the right kind of attention, ask yourself why. And are people able to identify with your brand? Are people able to understand the tie to your brand promise? Are you even talking about your brand promise? Is it something that really oozes into your culture? One of the most amazing things I heard a customer say after hymns, they came on a site visit last week, And they said, typically call centers aren't happy places, but you have created this happy environment where everyone I walked through on this floor had a smile on their face, even when they're on the phone. And he said, and we can tell that with the way your agents answer the phone to our patients. They can tell there's a smile on their face and it is a difference. And that that is something you, you have to create as a marketer is you have to drive that brand promise all the way down into your culture so people live it and they breathe it. So make it a little bit of fun. Make it a little bit outside of the box, but make it something that people can really cling on to and hold on to. And they kind of, the new brand, people are just, I've been overwhelmed by how well they've responded to the new brand throughout our organization. They want more. Right. Can we get more llama stuff? Can we get more stuff with the, we have a new logo out there that's a, it's a heart, but it's a hand holding a phone, but the hand holding the phone creates a heart, which is what we're trying to push out there is the heart of your patient experience. Do not trust that to just anyone. 
you know, you've got to give that over to someone who really is going to embrace it and really walk your patients through some of the scariest times of their lives. You know, if, if they're experiencing a new cancer diagnosis or just dealing with something different, we're there to help them navigate that. So as a young professional, understand not only what you're selling, but go back to what does it mean to the person who is buying your product? What does it mean to their customers that are interacting with the product that they're buying? And ooze that brand promise all the way down through to your entire organization. With that, we're actually going to move into our our shout-out segment of the program. Shout-out! The shout-out's just where we recognize a person, a place, a thing. It could be just a, something silly. It could be something in the news. And uh, I, can, I can share mine real quick. And then, uh, Sarah, if you've got one, uh, we'd love to hear yours as well. Mine actually has to do... It was kind of the basis for this topic for the rap battle... It was actually an article that I read in Forbes recently by Katie Jansen, who's on the Forbes Agency Council. She's the CMO of a company called AppLovin, uh, which is a it's, it's a mobile marketing platform, but it's it has to do with B2B marketing. And the, the article was, uh, it was titled, B2B marketing is changing and you can no longer afford to be boring. I mean, as soon as I saw that, I was like, yes, I've been, I've been, I've been saying this for years. I really have. I'm like, just because this is the, the industry we're dealing with and we are in does not mean that we all of a sudden keep people's attention and earn their trust and loyalty by staying relatively boring. <laughs> you know, there's no other way to put it. Uh, but she makes a couple of points in it though about how just the business world has changed and that while B2C marketing is kind of where all the fun's at, it, it sounds like that's kind of where where your career day conversation went at one point. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what gets noticed or what gets talked about around the water cooler or uh, gosh, or at school on the playground or whatever. But marketing is evolving with that. And so it went into things about how even in the B2B world, there's really no difference anymore. It's the same. It's marketing. You're marketing to human beings, just some of the things that you've already mentioned, Sarah. But that article really caught my attention. It talks about the need for experiential marketing, for creating and marketing experiences, the fact that we have multiple nuanced audiences now. It's not one size fits all. So there you go. That's a a quick little shout out. So I didn't know if there was one on your mind as well. Well, I can't off the top of my head think of an article or a campaign that I've seen that jumps out at me. I always loved the fun billboards when I was a kid. I remember driving down highways and anything that was really clever or unique really jumped out at me. And I was pre-medical major. I didn't major in marketing. So I always look back now and think that that marketing brain was always planted in me somewhere because the Clos de Bois, which is a wine producer, they used to have these great billboards with phonetically spelled French pronunciations, say magnifique, and they just had a lot of fun with our marketing. So I think that that was always implanted in me. I just didn't realize it at the time. And I eventually, here I am in healthcare marketing, so not too far away from the pre-med. But one thing for a shout out for me is really having a great boss or a great mentor in your life will push your career beyond your wildest imaginations. And a lot of people, when they're looking for jobs, especially new marketers, they're looking for, I want to work for this company that does this, or I want to work for, they might have a pie in the sky dream company. I want to work for Google, or I want to work for Amazon. 
And what you really need to be looking for is finding somebody who can you can work with in a very trusting relationship. Because if you're going to push the envelope of boring B2B marketing, you have to have a trust factor. My boss trusted me with the company, really the, the whole look and feel and the whole brand launch and putting a llama out there on social media. He had to have a trust that I was going to keep it to a certain degree of professionalism and hold the brand in the highest regard while having a little bit of fun. But we had to create a trust environment there. So find a boss that will mentor you or find a mentor that will help pull out your unique abilities, that will highlight your unique abilities and grow those in the organization and find opportunities within your organization for you to use those unique abilities and to grow or add different responsibilities onto you that carves out what your value proposition as a marketer is, if you can find those... And and I've had two that I can really think of in the last 10 years. One of them is my current boss, but I had one a few years ago and she was kind of tough with me. But she said, you're good at this, this, and this, and I need you to do a little bit more of this. Mm -hmm. But in order for you to not just kind of crumble when someone gives you constructive criticism, there has to be that level of trust where you realize this person is is not just kind of putting me down as an employee and demeaning me, but they're actually pushing me to greatness. They're pushing me to the next level. So really, when you're looking for a career, when you're looking for that next job, really push on who that next person that's going to be over you, whether it's a mentor, another coworker that you're going to be working closely with, or if it is your direct report boss, absolutely choose your career for that. Not necessarily the company, not necessarily the product, or whether it's B2C or B2B. I don't think that really matters in the end of things. I think it matters who is in your direct influence. Who is going to push you to that next level? Who's going to help you be that great marketer? Or if it's beyond marketing, do they support that? And do they help you find opportunities to make that jump? I promise you it will reward you more in the end than just working for some really big name company that you're looking for. Wow, I will second that with all the fiber of my being. Isn't that how the phrase goes? Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. It makes all the difference on both sides of that coin. So uh, thanks for that. Great way to wrap that up. And again, just another another tip for younger professionals, something to keep in mind. And uh, I love that thought. Uh, Sarah, it's been great to have you on the program today. Thanks for your time. If listeners want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to reach you? So you can find me on Twitter at, at Sarah Benite and on LinkedIn as well. I'd love for you to connect. And I love helping people and walking them through campaigns uh, in kind of a consultative manner. And I also just like to see when people have done something really cool in the market just to look at it and to um, respond to it so i'm always willing to connect with people twitter and linkedin is probably the best way to do it but you can also email me sarah.benight at stericycle.com very good well it's been a pleasure to have you and again it's always it's always great i i love being able to say that so many of the guests on the program are people i've been able to meet in person and you're one of those that's always just been a delight to to know in person you know we've known each other for a few years now and and I, I'm, I'm grateful for that so uh, thanks again for joining us on the program uh, listeners out there all you out there in the posse thanks for tuning in if you haven't had a chance go check us out check out previous episodes again i mentioned some of our previous guests but we 
We've just had rock star after rock star on this program. We're actually coming up on a year's worth of having this program on the air. It's hard to believe, but it's been quite a ride and hope you'll tune in and you'll let us know what other topics and guests you'd like to have on the program. In the meantime, on behalf of Sarah and myself, thanks for tuning in and that's a wrap. 